0: welcome back to the pine hills church podcast so grateful that you're gathering with us through the podcast as we continue this conversation on whispers we're learning how to hear the voice of god and just a quick recap we've been talking about how god desires to live among and actually speak to his people oftentimes god speaks in very subtle ways through whispers or through things that we don't always recognize as god and even though we might desire to speak in more profound ways for God to speak in more profound ways. That doesn't always go well in the Bible at times. We can tune into those internal whispers of God as we learn to cultivate space through carving out times by ourselves to listen to God in the silence and to become more and more comfortable with the silence. And if you've missed any of these conversations, you need to catch up or you just need to revisit some of them, please go back to Uh, the first few episodes that we've had in this series called Whispers. But today, we're going to look at how God will complement the internal whispers with external whispers from God, because God often communicates through a web of communication to lead and to guide us in the complexity and hard stuff of life so that we can be agents of blessing and grace to other people. And so these external whispers of God that we're going to talk about today, we'll talk about a couple more of them in the next episode. But today we're going to look at the supernatural and the circumstantial so let's start with what we call supernatural but for god it's just natural stuff so to say it another way how god can be naturally supernatural so let me introduce you to a man named moses god's hand was over moses's life from a very young age his people made up the slave labor force in egypt they took the charge of from god To be fruitful and multiply very seriously and soon the number of hebrews in egypt threatened the power of the most powerful nation at that point in history so pharaoh gave an order that all male children born were to be drowned in the nile river evil cue the birth of moses into this cultural moment after hiding moses for as long as she could his mom began to make a straw basket And she ended up putting Moses in that basket and floating him down the river with a prayer. And I'm sure so many tears. I can't imagine the anguish and heartache that this would have had at this point in history and in her life. But Moses floats from the arms of his mother and actually right into the arms of Pharaoh's daughter where she took him in and she began to train him in the household of a king. See, Moses had the sense as he grew up that he was to be a leader of his people, but he ended up carrying out his calling in, in his own power, not in the power of God. One day he saw an Egyptian beating an Israelite slave, and Moses, in his passion to defend his people, ended up killing the Egyptian. And afraid of the consequences of a sin when it would be found out, he ended up fleeing into the desert where he spent the next 40 years in what felt like obscurity on the backside of a desert, tending sheep as a shepherd. So imagine being groomed in a national leadership, now being a man just tending sheep in the middle of nowhere. See, Moses didn't know that God wouldn't allow his past to define his future. He didn't know that God was using this desert experience to lead him in leading an entire nation of people out into the desert. But God was about to show up in some pretty profound ways to speak to Moses, to to communicate his plan for his life. So let's pick up the story, Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go and see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses. Moses. Here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. So in the midst of a very ordinary moment, Moses, who thought he's thrown his life away, it was just this forgotten nobody tending sheep in the backside of a desert all of a sudden in the midst of this this very ordinary mundane moment for him god catches moses's eye through a bush that appears to be on fire but is not burning up so moses goes over as you do to check out what is going on with this bush and it's in that place that god begins to speak to him and he speaks to him In what we would think is very supernatural ways, but is this very amazing moment where you can only credit it to God. This couldn't have been anything else. This could only have been God speaking to Moses. And again, we don't know if Moses is hearing an audible voice of God. We don't know if God's having a conversation in the midst of Moses' thoughts. But here's what Moses begins to hear in the midst of that. He hears that. That God has not forgotten him. That all of these years of being in obscurity where he thought he threw his whole future away has not been forgotten. But God has been preparing him for his calling. That God was going to use his life for great things. That God was going to lead millions of slaves out of captivity through things that only God could do. And Moses struggles to believe. I'm just a shepherd. Like I struggle to even speak. And you want me to go in front of the most powerful leaders in the world and ask for the slave labor force to be let go how is this going to happen but god holds true to his word through miracle after miracle he moves the stubborn and wicked heart of pharaoh to allow his people to go free Now, the great stuff that God might call you to in life might not be to this scale, but I want you to know in the eyes of God, it's just as important. There'll be times in life when God reveals himself and makes himself known, and God communicates a plan for your life that you can only attribute to being from God. Not that it's going to require faith. It will always require faith, and it will always be stretching to you it will always feel like you're not prepared enough it will always feel like man you're not ready to step into that or there's no way god can use you in that way but when you hear god we need to be obedient to god and step into what god has for us and so maybe you've you've felt that call from god to begin to start a family and you're raising that family maybe you're the one who's primarily at home all the time with your family and this doesn't feel like a calling from god this at times feels like a war zone and it feels chaotic and crazy but maybe the character that you're fighting to form in your kids will someday be the character needed to change the world in more profound and beautiful ways maybe you feel a sense from god to to begin to connect with your neighbors to begin to create community because even in Bend we're very isolated and a lot of people don't have deep roots because they moved from all kinds of other places to be here and so you felt this call to step out and to begin to invite your neighbors over to have dinner and you're unsure about that that feels uncomfortable they maybe have different views than you but as you begin to build relationship. As you begin to have more and more of these dinners and invite people into that, maybe that's the moment where they feel more connected and they no longer feel isolated. Maybe this job that God's opened up for you doesn't quite feel like a calling, it feels more like a paycheck. And maybe God's gonna move you into something in the future, but for now in this moment, maybe God's put you there for a very specific reason to be a blessing to your coworkers to be a blessing to the people that you currently serve or your company serves. Maybe God's created you and given you a calling to begin to create jobs as an entrepreneur, to create opportunities for people who otherwise would not be afforded those opportunities. And in doing that, you're going to change families for generations. See, God's going to call us all into different types of things. We all have different gifts and talents that God has placed in us, but every one of those things has been given by God to help make our city a better place. And so maybe we need to just prayerfully come to God. God, what are the things that you've placed in my hands today, God, and what are you asking me to do in the midst of that? Or maybe if you feel very disgruntled or you're not happy with where you're at, maybe you come to God, God, what what is my calling and what does that look like? What does that look like for this season of life? What does it look like for the next 10 or 20 years? God, what are the things that you're inviting me into? And just experience what God might say in the midst of that. But even if it doesn't happen, continue in your ordinary moments of life. Continue to leverage everything that God has put in your hands to be a blessing to other people. Continue to work on your character. Continue to work on your formation to becoming more and more like Jesus because that moment is going to come where it feels like a very ordinary moment you're going to wake up and all of a sudden god's going to catch your eye and god's going to speak to you and god's going to ask you to step into something that might feel completely new that might feel completely uncomfortable and it's going to stretch you and you're not sure how it's going to work out and if it's from god it's going to feel like it's going to take god to work in order for it to be successful So be patient. Do the ordinary stuff of life with God, and God's with you every step of the way. Now I know the pushback. You might be saying, "Aaron, this is a very isolated experience from some next level story in the Bible." Well, let me just give you another couple of narratives of when God reveals Himself. He reveals Himself, and He reveals His plan. mary and joseph this is such an easy easy example mary and joseph when god was bringing about the birth of the messiah through mary he revealed his plan for her life through an angel so imagine a teenage mom teenage mom she's about to get married she's engaged now all of a sudden she becomes pregnant with someone else's child she's going to give birth to the messiah of the world imagine trying to communicate that to your your soon-to-be husband. I can't imagine the stress and the strain. I can't imagine her thinking, I- I'm not prepared for this. Like, How am I going to step into this? This is going to destroy my life. It's going to destroy the future I thought I had. But Mary hides it in her heart. She begins to ponder these things. She begins to step into what this might look like. And Joseph, after hearing the news, he quietly starts contemplating breaking off the engagement with her, but then an angel reveals himself to Joseph saying, this is a plan from God that this baby is actually going to be the savior of the people, the people, people that have been waiting for so long for the Messiah to come, that all of human history is going to hinge upon the life of this child. Imagine even Joseph stepping into that. But as they do god reveals himself in such profound supernatural ways and they have to trust god in the midst of that and god uses this to bless the entire world now your circumstances might not feel the same way but it's just as important to god philip who was one of the early followers of jesus is guided by the spirit to head south on a particular road no other instructions are given just head south Imagine being in the midst of your day and all of a sudden you're about to turn right and God's just like, hey, I want you to turn left and just keep driving for a bit. So as Philip is traveling ar- along this road, headed south, probably wondering what in the world is he doing? Is he wasting time? What's going on? But all of a sudden his chariot passes with a man who worked for the Ethiopian queen. So high level type of person, really influential person, had traveled in for for a particular event within the city and was traveling back to Ethiopia. And he's sitting in the chariot and he's reading out loud from the scriptures. So even to have a copy of the scriptures would have meant that he had access to incredible wealth. This wasn't something common in their day like it is in our day when we all have a Bible on our shelf or we have a Bible app on our phone. But as the Holy Spirit prompts Philip to go up next to the chariot, Philip's running alongside and he he hears this Ethiopian man reading from the scriptures, Isaiah chapter 53, that is foretelling of Jesus. Of Jesus coming and giving his life. The Ethiopian man is confused and doesn't know what to do. And all of a sudden, Philip gets this opportunity to share the gospel with this man who immediately responds in faith with a desire to be baptized. What's incredible is then he... He's going to take that back to ethiopia and god's going to leverage that to begin to allow the gospel of jesus to break out in an entirely different country all because someone was willing to hear the internal whispers from god just be guided by god in what felt probably unknown and was a distraction in their day and an interruption but all of a sudden philip gets the opportunity to be the external whisper from god to someone else And this is amazing imagine if our community learned to be guided more by the presence and spirit of god the voice of god following these internal nudges of maybe going to encourage someone or going to reach out to have coffee with someone or doing something different in our day when we go a completely new route or we go and stop by different coffee shops than we normally would or whatever that might be where we feel just prompted by god to do something and we listen in faith imagine we get an opportunity at times to be the external whisperer of god is showing up in someone else's life to be a blessing to someone maybe we feel prompted to start a conversation with someone and all of a sudden that person begins you notice they're open to the gospel you hear the ache and all of a sudden you share with them who jesus is and all of a sudden they're giving their life to god and then they become such a an influential person for other people to come to faith Maybe that's what we need to be doing more in our community, being guided by the Spirit, listening for these prompts from the Holy Spirit to share the gospel with other people so more and more people can come to faith. And why is that important? Not for us to have a bigger community per se, but so that the curtain of darkness can get pushed back where people can reconnect with the thing that they're looking for all along, which is Jesus. And that's one way of hearing God. There's external moments where God just shows up. He begins to guide your life as he's going to do at times. Learning to hear these internal whispers, to be guided by that, to be an external expression to other people of who God is to them. But God will often use, and this kind of goes hand in hand through circumstances. Maybe God's going to use circumstances to communicate his will as he guides and leads. See, there's a guy named Paul. He takes a long trip to revisit churches that he had been a part of planting on his first major missionary journey, and he wants to strengthen. He wants to be a blessing to them. But after doing this, Paul gets the itch to do something new. So Paul sets his sights on taking the gospel into Asia. So a really good thing. You imagine God's probably behind that type of thing, communicating the gospel to a whole new people group. Like, yeah, that sounds amazing. But God had other plans for him at the time. You ever experienced that? Or you had plans that seemed good, that seemed like, man, this feels like a very God thing. But God says, no, I got something different. Or God says, not right now. So let's pick up the story of how this is happening to Paul. Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 10. Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at the time. Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of bithynia but again the spirit of jesus did not allow them to go there so instead they went on through Mysia to the seaport of troas so he's moving the reason these cities are important is because it's actually a historical moment in a very specific place at a specific time see he's God's guiding him. See, that night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, come over to Macedonia and to help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. So imagine Paul's traveling along. He's trying to go into this new spot, but then the spirit does not allow him to go somewhere. Twice, twice in this little text, in Acts chapter 16, do we see Paul blocked by the Holy Spirit? Now, we don't really know what blocked by the Holy Spirit actually looks like or mean. Maybe Paul had an intuition or he didn't feel peace about going into that area. Maybe things were going really smoothly until all of a sudden they weren't. Things became more complicated. Doors felt like they were being shut maybe he felt god speak in his inner being or mind maybe god spoke through other people and said this isn't the way paul whatever it might be his desire to go in a certain direction was not what god had for him at least not at that time he did eventually travel into the area but for now god was sending him into a completely new area that he did not have on his horizons he saw a man calling out to him in a vision asking him to come to help if you continue the story when he gets into the area to a city called Ephesus maybe you know that name because of it being based upon a letter to that city or to churches in that city so Paul travels in Ephesus where he goes to where people should have been praying so imagine he shows up in a city how did he get information about where people were praying probably because when he shows up in the city he starts asking people questions he starts to learn the city He's being guided by God in the midst of that. And so he goes down, expecting to see a bunch of people down there praying. And he comes across a woman named Lydia. Lydia was a very wealthy woman, an entrepreneur. And she was open to the gospel. And when Paul comes into the area, after being blocked from going other places, God brings him to this area, to this specific moment by a river. so that he can communicate the gospel and so that she can be open to receiving the gospel and what's amazing is she gives her life to jesus and we know we know that she's actually one of the people who helped start a church in ephesus not only that she she also supports paul's ministry and they have this partnership that continues beyond just this church and I love it. it's amazing. Now Paul just responds to an interruption of allowing God to just block him, right He could have just stayed there and like, yeah I'm not going to this other spot, but God. but Paul responds to God. He says, okay, that's not the way right now. let's go into what God has for me right now. See maybe God has dreams for you that aren't the dreams that you have on your heart right now. And maybe it isn't that God isn't going to bring that about someday, but for now, he has something for you. He might lead you in a particular way to do a particular thing. And that might be the hinge point for someone new to hear the gospel and to respond to the gospel. That might be a hinge point for a new church community to be formed. That might be a new hinge point for a new business to be formed. That might be a blessing to the city or whatever that might be. Maybe it's a, a problem that you have on your heart, and maybe God's asking you to step out into that, and all of a sudden you stepping out to meet that need all of a sudden forms a collective of people trying to meet that need, or maybe that becomes a non-profit someday. It's amazing to see what when we respond to what God is asking us to do, the amazing things that might happen, but it's re- going to require God to, to work in that. And he's always going to ask us to step out into things that are big and amazing but oftentimes those first initial steps are confusing and they don't seem like the right thing like we were going in this one direction but god shut the doors and maybe god used something completely different just to get you into the right area so that he could work and do something different and do something beautiful see maybe life with god and following god maybe it's not always these big supernatural moments i think those things do come I think those things happen at different major milestones in our life, but the very ordinary moments of life, I feel like, are more like following a whisper. So there's a guy named Eugene Peterson who I love. I loved his memoir because there's this little idea in there where through all of his life of following after God, of planting churches and stepping into writing books and doing all these different things, he always felt like it just felt like following a whisper when he was following God. And in order to do that, it requires us to continuously stay in prayer, to stay in relationship with God, and to stay in relationship with the church community that helps us to discern the way of God together, of continually bringing these things that we're hearing and sensing from God. God, is this what you have? And then stepping out in faith in the midst of that and being in conversation with our community about that as well. But Eugene Peterson says this in The Jesus Way. The way of Jesus cannot be imposed or mapped it requires an active participation in following Jesus as he leads us through sometimes strange and unfamiliar territory. In circumstances that become clear only in hesitations and questionings and pauses and reflections where we engage in prayerful conversation with one another and with him, or with God. The hesitations, questions, and pauses, the reflections are all part of bringing what you are sensing and hearing from god back to god to continue to ask for more clarification this is how communication works this is the same as we would in any healthy relationship and in doing so we we also get help from our wider communities we're in conversation about what god might be saying and i just want to continue to normalize this at times might all might always feel like a step into the unknown or to the dark I know for us like when we started planting even this community we went through different things of discerning the will of god but really it was over really a bunch of years of god working these different nuggets communicating things along the way through our circumstances when we look back it's clear these little breadcrumbs of what god had been dropping but in the moments we didn't sense that or feel that at the time we just sensed okay here's the the next step that i feel god's asking me to do so we take that step in faith and then he gives us some more steps and there's all kinds of different questionings in the midst of that are we doing the right thing are we are we hearing god are we listening to something else are we doing just what we want are we doing what god wants and we would keep bringing this back to prayer and we'd ask other people to be praying for us and we went along the path of discerning are we meant to step into church planting And after getting these different check marks along the way even starting this community even as we've been meeting for a couple months now like at times it still feels like god are are you are you leading us in the right way are we doing the right thing we continue to bring it back to prayer and we continue to have our community praying for us as we do this along the way but what's beautiful about community now especially pine hills church is we're not doing this alone We're doing this with other people and i love it's about the community and together as a community we're going to be formed in the way of jesus through this community and god's going to leverage all of our gifts and our talents to begin to do amazing things out in the city that other people can come to know jesus and attach to and some jesus community whether it's ours or someone else's or maybe the one that you might start someday But I just want to bring this all together. God will use different ways of communicating with us, oftentimes through a web of communication, often over time just these little breadcrumbs along the way, through a combination of internal whispers and some external whispers, some of them might be these nudges these things that you're sensing or feeling this conversation that you've been having with god along the way maybe god's been shutting certain doors because he's opening new doors maybe you have this moment as you've been prayerful all of a sudden god shows up in this like burning bush type thing and he just makes it really clear to step in and to do this thing and i'm going to tell you when that happens that thing is going to be scary and it's going to require faith it's going to require god to do amazing things in order for that thing to work and we should all be believing in God for those types of things. And as we'll look at in the next episode, God's going to use community at times to speak and to give wor- words of knowledge from God that, that help confirm the things that God has been working through our prayer life. And what we've been experiencing is he's illuminating his word as he's doing life in relationship with us, because that's his heart, to do life with us, to lead and to guide us, that we could be formed more into the image of Jesus and so we could be a blessing to other people. And so the challenge this week is to learn to continue to create this space in your life, to begin conversation with God about these things. God, what is the thing that you have for me today? What are you asking me to step into? Maybe even evaluating the circumstances of your life. Maybe you're going through a time of transition and change. Maybe God's asking you to step into something. Maybe God's starting to close a door and he's starting to open another door and God wants you to be in conversation with you about the changes that you're sensing and feeling around you. To be in conversation, to bring this back to God and bring it to your community and be talking about this, not doing it alone. See, it's our job to continue to learn to see what God is doing around us. That we may partner in with his work of renewal, not only for our lives, but for the lives of other people. And it's our job to also learn how to tune into these inner promptings, these whispers, to be guided by God in our lives so that we can bless other people. So that we can step in at times to be this external whisper from God to other people, to have a word of encouragement. To be able to pray for someone, to be able to bless someone, to be able to financially support someone, to be able to step into someone's really terrible moment and to be present with them in the midst of that moment, to be God in that moment, that 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 sense of God, that presence that we bring, because we're light bearers. So we're an expression of God's kingdom. God resides in us. And through the power of the spirit, we bring an expression of God to other people. We bring an expression of the kingdom to other people. And so as we wrap this up, let's just be asking God a couple of different things this week. I just want you to make time to to pause and to listen to God and bring some of these things in prayer. I just want you to ask God, where are the experiences that you've been showing up in my life that I just haven't noticed? Where are those breadcrumbs that you've been dropping that I just haven't seen? God, help me look back over the last few months, the last few years. And help me start to connect those dots to see you moving in my life over time. The next question I want you to ask is, God, what doors or opportunities are you opening to me maybe this week or in the next few months or maybe the next few years that you're preparing me for, that you want me to respond to? What is the thing that you're asking me to step into? Maybe it's a a new calling in a new season of life. Maybe it's to do the same thing in a different way or in a different place. God, help me to sense the thing you're calling me into and help me to step into that in faith. And so community, I'm just so grateful we get to do life together. I'm so grateful that we get to continue to have these conversations as we wrestle through what it looks like to practice the way of Jesus together, that we might be formed more into the image of Jesus for the sake of other people. And so if you have any questions, please reach out through the website or come check out a gathering. We've got some small gatherings happening through the week in different community groups. We also have our larger gathering Sundays at 4 p.m. If you're local to Bend, you can get all the information at pinehillschurch.org. If not, we'll see you in the next episode. Have a great week. Bye.